This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters and this is the show that wants to know it's sticky what is it <laughs> oh you went with it. it's sticky it's a classic line from this oscar best picture winner from the 2004 show it's 2003 movie it is the lord of the rings the return of the king directed by peter fucking jackson yeah uh from the Lovely Bones fame, and the Beatles get back. That's right. And uh, what's longer? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> the Beatles get back or the Lord of the Rings. And, and no, we're talking about this trilogy. We're not talking about The Hobbit, which is one book that he broke into three because cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. <laughs> if I make it longer, I'll make more money on it. Is that how it works? That's what it seems like his philosophy is. <laughs> it's uh, not a bad philosophy. Disney Plus, but... I have a season of an, a record by the Beatles to sell you. He just kept going, and it's like edited by it. It's like, oh, that is being generous. <laughs> We're using that term real loosely these days. Now, this is the Lord of the Rings flick that you hadn't seen. Yes, I've never seen this until this moment. Well, not right now, but, you know, earlier, before this. And by law, we made you watch the extended cut, all four and a half hours of it. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hit me with your thoughts. Uh, you know what? Uh, finally, I get the full story. You know, I I've seen the beginning. I've seen the middle. Now I've seen the end. And I still think it's not for me. But I appreciate it. That's something. That right there is called growth. Yeah. <laughs> That's I think, important. I think watching this movie gave me a growth. What type of growth? Because <laughs> it gives me a growth. But I think we're having different growths. Oh, no. No, mine's malignant. Oh, mine's in my Levi's. All right. Neat. <laughs> it's sticky. What is it? <laughs> did you know how this ended? I thought I did. I did not. How did you think it ended? I've, I was genuinely curious about this because this is a movie that's been around for a long time. It's now kind of historic. Yes. How did you think this ended? I always thought that Frodo sacrificed himself with the ring. I was always under that assumption. Okay. And I was always wrong. That's really interesting, because this is not a movie that people have not seen at this point. Right. So it's interesting to hear someone with fresh eyes watching this again. It's fun to find someone who, 20 years later, still doesn't know how it ends. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, he's alive? Okay. I mean, we'll get there. Spoilers. And we whatnot. will. Are you upset that you know how it ends now? No. Okay. No, because it actually kind of makes the first two movies seem like they mean something. Because <laughs> they of didn't walking a lot? <laughs> You'll want to just get into it, because this isn't short. It's not a short movie. We should just get into it. We rejoin our heroes right where we left them at the end of Two Towers. Just kidding. We start with a flashback. We sure do. Two hobbits, Smeagol, you might know the name, Andy fucking Circus. That's right. And Deagle, played by Thomas Robbins. <laughs> sure. <laughs> They're fishing in the north of Middle Earth, and... Deagle's dragged into the river by the titular fish from Big Fish. That's right. And discovers the one ring at the bottom of the river. And Smeagol sees him fondling it. 
and they immediately start fighting over the ring. Yeah, it's already got its hooks in both of them. It's a very hooky ring. That's a, a fishing joke. Oh. How do you catch a big fish? With a ring. With gold. Oh, this really is from Big Fish. Straight out of it, man. Smeagol strangles his friend and then pries the ring from Deagle's cold, dead hands. But not cold, because we've determined that it takes a while for a body to get We've discussed that cold. many a time. In, in Witness, past. especially, especially on, on Patreon. Patreon. Yes. This fight scene. I'm going to use air quotes for this fight scene. <laughs> it's weird. It's super weird. Because Deagle gets his mitts around Smeagol's throat, and then he just does a quick reversal, and then... He's dead within like 20 seconds. It's like, I understand movie time, but Peter Jackson's not one to just, you know. Cut a scene short. Cut the bullshit. (laughs) And here he's like, you know, I'm tired. You know what? Let's just, (laughs) let's just get to it. Just, uh, you know, kill him, kill him quick. Very out of character for Peter Jackson. Smeagol then fucks off to the mountain caves and lives alone while he slowly transforms into like a golem boy. Right. As you do. Then we rejoin our heroes where we left them at the end of Two Towers. Feels good that we didn't have that much of a break yeah, from them. Just a just a quick little, hey, remember when Andy Serkis was a real boy? I'm happy we got to see him be a real boy. They were going to try to cast somebody else, and then they were like, this is silly. Why would we do that? We have Andy Serkis. It is silly. We, and the world needs more Andy Serkis all the time. Yeah, and he makes the funniest faces in that scene. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> on the outskirts. 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 On the outskirts of mortar. Wow. <laughs> I'm already getting ahead of myself. Yes, you are. (laughs) On the outskirts of Mordor, Frodo, played once again by Elijah fucking Wood. It'd be weird if they recast him before this movie. It would be. And Samwise, played by Sean fucking Astin. They're resting, taking a breather on their trip. They need to. It's been a long journey. It's It's been a rough journey. They're very dirty. They're the dirtiest boys. They're like Bruce Willis three quarters into Die Hard Dirty. Right. With the bare feet and all. Yes. Sam makes Frodo eat some food, taking none for himself to ensure that they have enough to make it to Minus Morgul and Mordor. Did I say all that right? Does it matter? Probably not. You already said outskorts. I did say outskorts. So I'm just proud of you in general Gollum. for attempting any of this. <laughs> There's so many names that I'm going to butcher. Yeah, that's okay. They're just vowels. It's so many vowels. It's just like a W thrown in every now and then. <laughs> Peter Jackson doesn't know how to cut scenes or vowels. Right. Gollum pops in. He's like, let's go, you lazy hobbitses. We got shit to do. Precious, etc., etc." His usual shtick, yes. Yeah. To the west, Aragorn, Vigo fucking Mortensen, Legolas, Orlando Bloom. <laughs> See, this has been interesting. I didn't want to say anything because you were on a fucking roll right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Orlando Bloom is the one that did it. Tripped me up, too. Fair enough. <laughs> like, you wanted to give it to him subconsciously, but then your conscious snapped into gear, and you're like, absolutely not. Part of me was like, yeah, Orlando Bloom. And then I was like, oh, what did he do in this movie? And we'll get there. We will get there. <laughs> Gimli, played by John fucking Reese Davis. Because even though he doesn't do much, he's still John fucking Reese Davis. That's true. Gandalf, Sir Ian fucking McFucking Kellen. Also fair again. He's working in this movie. Uh, he's doing the whole movie. That's right. <laughs> Theoden, played by Bernard uh, Hill. Bernard Hill. That's fair. He does his job well, but yes. he's just a Bernard Hill. And he's just a Bernard Hill. And Eomer, played by Carl fucking Urban. There are so many fucking people in this movie. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> just I've... in general. I'm not saying middle name wise. I'm saying just in general. Just so many people. Like, yeah, I, that just took me a long time to get through who's in this scene. Yes. Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, Gandalf, Theoden, and Eomer. 
ride through the forest of Fangorn to Isengard, where they meet up with Mary, played by Dominic fucking Monaghan. Jesus. And Pippin, <laughs> played by Billy fucking Boyd. The gang's mostly all here. Mostly. Uh, Mary and Pippin are just chilling, smoking some pipe weed, eating all the food. I love how angry Gimli gets. <laughs> it's so good. It's crazy. What are you guys doing? Like, we just like killed all these guys. We, we were worried trees. about you, and you're here drinking and smoking. Jealous much? He is. He absolutely is. Yeah. Treebeard is like, yo, I have that Saruman guy trapped up here at the top of the tower. Saruman, of course, played by Christopher fucking Lee. It's so good to see him again. He's here on top of a tower. And they're having the most casual conversation ever, despite <laughs> hundreds of feet yeah. of height difference. Like, hey, you up there. What's up? Gimli's like, let's kill him. And Gandalf is like, bro. <laughs> so instead, Gandalf shatters Saruman's staff, taking away his power. And then that slimy guy, Grima, played by Brad Dorif, he just stabs the shit out of Saruman. Just keeps just, going, Just too. keeps going. And then Gandalf is like, bro. And I like how, for good measure, Saruman falls off the tower for so long and lands on a spike wheel at the base of it. Why have a spiky wheel at the base of your tower? You could just have a regular it. water wheel. It doesn't have to be spiked. No, it does. It's evil. Okay. It's Isengard. That's fair. But then I also love how, just for good measure, the wheel turns and he goes under the and water. It's like, water. what are we doing? And like Legolas shoots Grima, and, and it's like, all right, cool. We got rid of that guy. We're just crossing off names now to get to the end of the movie. Right. We're trying to close this up. Pippin sees that Saruman dropped his little crystal ball thing, and he's probably trying to figure out how to either eat it or turn it into a bong. <laughs> and then Gandalf is like, hey, you can't have that. And he takes it away and puts it in his cloak. In all fairness, would you count these movies as a stoner movie? <laughs> I'm starting to think maybe. Okay. It's not a no. I think it would be fun if there was like a stoner movie version of it from the yeah. point of view of Merry and Pippin. Like modern day, where like Gandalf actually says, bro. That would be very good. Or just you have Merry and Pippin, a literal shortcut to mushrooms. Yeah. From Fellowship of the Ring. It'd be perfect. Amazing. And Pippin just saying, I'm in the dumpster already. <laughs> I want Lord of the Rings meets Harold and Kumar. It's just Merry and Pippin. <laughs> on their way to a White Castle. Go to White Castle. Fuck it. Oh, a White Lean Castle. <laughs> And everybody knows there's not a white castle in Isengard. Right. And Sir Neil Patrick Harris will tell you that. <laughs> he will. You'll ride on him at some point. <laughs> uh, or his valiant steed. So the group rides to Edoras. Is that Edoras? You're killing it, man. You're nice. doing great. That's where King Theoden throws a giant we didn't die party. That's a great type of party to have. Honestly, on the list of parties to have, it's way better than a we died party. Yes, that's awake. I think. Is it awake if you're throwing a we died? Because then you're ghosts and we'll get there. Right. But... <laughs> Is it awake if you're not? Interesting. This film's very uh, philosophical, apparently. It's all the pipe weed. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Legolas drinks Gimli under the table. Oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on, because this is so damn good. How oh, it's a drinking game and Gimli's pounding and Gimli's hysterical as he drinks. Always. John Rhys Davies just leans in hard. And Legolas is just casually drinking and holding a mug like no one else has ever held a mug before. <laughs> he's never seen one before. And I love after probably 20 ales, he's like, oh, my finger's tingling. Oh, I'm starting I to think feel something. I'm, it's having an effect. And Gimli just pass, <laughs> passes out. How great is that? But also it makes me want to say, Legolas, throw down like 40 more, bud. I want to see you drunk. I'm curious. Drunk Orlando Blonde needs yes, to happen. Yes, please. Yes, absolutely. 
just recklessly aiming his bow into crowds of people. But still nailing everything he's aiming at. Well, he's a perfectionist. Like bouncing it's off perfect. of things and yeah. just barely getting it. I better when I'm drunk. <laughs> Cheeky bastards. Different movie. <laughs> Better movie. And that's coming from me. We might need to workshop this. This <laughs> Mary and Pippin go to a white castle. This is one of my favorite films of all time, The Return of the King. Okay. I love this movie. I adore this movie. If you added that beer fest element to it, better movie. I would enjoy it for more for sure. I know you would, but <laughs> man, missed opportunity, Mr. Tolkien. Yeah, figure it out, dude. Too busy inventing his own languages instead of having fun. Nerd. <laughs> Goth, I guess. Eowyn, played, of course, by Miranda Otto. Miranda fucking Otto. I'm giving it to her. She's in this very one. good in this movie. She is all up on Aragorn. And her dad's like, nice. That dude's pretty all right. He did work at Helm's Deep. Ah, my dearest Eowyn, bump it. (laughs) Get yours, daughter. (laughs) Gandalf tells Aragorn that he's worried that Frodo and Sam won't be able to make it to Mordor. And Aragorn's like, hey, listen to your heart. And they just fuck off after that, too. It's (laughs) it's, it's good enough. What do you think? You think they're alive? Cool. Meanwhile, Gollum awakens in the night as Frodo and Sam are sleeping and goes off to argue with his reflection like some kind of fight club scene. Gollum tells Smeagol that if he can murder once, surely he can do it again. I mean, once you get the taste, it doesn't leave. Once you get the taste of choking a guy whose name rhymes with yours, you can't stop. You can't stop! Look out, Ryan. (laughs) All Ryans. (laughs) They're on blast. Gollum walks Smeagol through their plan to lead the hobbits to their death and steal the ring, and Sam overhears everything and just starts beating the hell out of Gollum. Which is the right move! Rightfully so, absolutely. But Frodo wakes up and he's like, bro. (laughs) And Sam is like, bro! And Frodo is like, bro. So they continue their journey, but Gollum gives Sam that James Franco Spider-Man 3 over-the-shoulder wink, like, gotcha, bitch. Yeah, he's got him right where he wants him. Nails it. And this is probably the first Cape Diamond to be trivia fact. There's a bunch. There should be a bunch. I submitted something stupid like six. There's, there's, I found six. Oh, so. boy. Okay. The first of many. Here we go. Gwyneth Paltrow sells the one ring on Goop for gross reasons that don't need explaining. It's true. Just use your imagination. Uh, there's so many different rings it could be. I'd rather not know. <laughs> Back in Edoras. 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 You're doing great. Thanks. I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> okay. Pippin still wants to gaze into that crystal ball. He's like obsessed with this he thing. He can't stop thinking about that thing. He's like, I know there's a way to smoke out of it. <laughs> so he steals it from creepy, sleepy eyes open Gandalf. I mean, you're a wizard who's all powerful. You might as well be quirky too, <laughs> you might, right? might as well sleep with your eyes open. But it's like useless. That's the thing I don't get. He, he like, can't see. He got his shit stolen from He's it. still asleep. He doesn't know the difference between a crystal ball and a pot. Shouldn't have to get Raiders of the Lost Ark tier <laughs> no, for this to work, but, this plan, but all right. Pippin goes for it, <laughs> and he gets the crystal ball, and he looks into it, and he sees a vision of a white tree in a stone courtyard just all the way on fire. And then it gets worse, because Sauron pops up in the crystal ball and submits Pippin to all kinds of mental torture and questioning, and Aragorn tries to rescue him, only to expose himself to Sauron, too. And Aragorn handles it a lot worse he than really Pippin's. Does. <laughs> like Pippin's taking it 
like a man, and then yeah. Aragorn grabs and he's just like, oh, no! <laughs> whoa, whoa, there's a scary eyeball in this crystal ball. I can't handle this. And he drops it so damn fast. He drops it, first he of all. But he drops it so damn fast. I don't know how he's able to just drop it. I don't know the rules. But I also like the way that this thing's glowing like it's at a Doctor Who. Yeah. It's the thing that always reminds me of. It looks like the logo from, from like the 10th Doctor series. Right! But it's an eyeball. Yeah, that's of a scary well, yeah. man in a tower. It's not a scary man. It's just it's an a, eyeball. A scary flaming eyeball yeah. in a tower. Looks like a cat eye. I don't like that. Cinemacats.com actually said nothing. Yeah, well, that's you idiots. unfortunate. Cinemacats.com's dead. It's locked in my basement. You feel good? <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> I just couldn't stop myself. A little peek behind the curtain. This is me and Brian's first time recording in person over a year. And the way he just looked at me was just like, why? Why did I say that? Why did I say that? I felt like halfway through, I was signaling with my eyes, please stop Please me. pull the cord on this thing. Cut me off, please. Don't let me finish this. I'm embarrassed. When Pippin eventually recovers from his ordeal, he's like, I didn't tell Sauron shit about Frodo or the ring, which is a suspicious thing to just announce when you, when you wake up, but. I guess we'll believe him. Yeah, from Pippin's vision of the White Tree, Gandalf is like, ah, Sauron's moving to attack the great Gondorian city of Minas Tirith. Pause for checking on, on pronunciation. Minas Tirith. That's what I said, Minas Tirith. I keep saying Minas instead of Minas, but now I know it rhymes with penis, so we got it. Penis Tirith. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> What's worse is, like, if I'm wrong, it's embarrassing. Oh, that's why you haven't been correcting me, just in case. I'm letting the buffalo trace. It's just easier to let the buffalo trace and I agree. use that as its own ripcord at all times. Oh, I had an excuse. The buffalo was tracing. The buffalo is literally inside me right now, and it is tracing in my veins. That sounds like some Gwyneth Paltrow shit. She would sell that. <laughs> Super gooby. Hey, put this buffalo inside you. <laughs> that's a lot like a, what is it, the... Ever increasing bad decisions of Todd Margaret or ever bullshit that's Minotaur? <laughs> Put it inside you. That show was so good and nobody ever watched it. It was so good. It's just, it escalated so So far. much. <laughs> was it the end of season one where he's on the grave of Princess Diana? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, just selling energy drinks. Like it should never go there. Oh, man. And then it just got worse from there. It's insane. Increasingly poor decisions. That's what it is. I can't remember. I was lucky to get Tog Margaret, the buffalo. It's tracing. Exactly. There's a minotaur in me. So Gandalf rides off to Minas Tirith to warn the, them all, hey, Sauron's coming. And he takes Pippin with him so he doesn't go screwing around with any more artifacts that are above his pay grade. That's the right move, though. And also, that's pretty awesome for Pippin that he gets like a front row seat to hang out with the coolest character in the world. Right? It's like, hey, you, come with me. We're going to have a good movie. The rest of these guys, I don't know what they're doing. There were legitimately two wizards that you knew, and one of them got impaled on a spike wheel and then drowned. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know how he died still. <laughs> Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. I mean, we never saw the autopsy. I never saw the dead body technically. <laughs> Maybe he survived the thousand foot fall onto the spiked water wheel and then being pulled underwater. I don't know how wizards work. Me either. And it's this movie, so we're fine. <laughs> but he gets to hang out with the other white wizard now, so that's pretty neat. One out of two wizards are okay in my book. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Leaving Rivendell on her way to the Undying Lands, Arwen, played by Steven Tyler Jr. Yep. Liv. Yep. She has a vision of her future son with Aragorn. 
So she goes back to Rivendell and convinces her father, Elrond, played by Hugo fucking Weaving, that she can't leave Aragorn. Right. But she, like, convinces him in the most bullshit way possible, because Elrond's like, let me ask you this. In your vision, did your child do Magnum? <laughs> the kid couldn't turn left. That kid turned hard left. He did. Or right. I don't remember. Either way, it was like Peter a... Jackson sexed this kid up. <laughs> He's using all of this Instagram filters at <laughs> Every once. Every one of them, he piled them on. It's a gorgeous kid. The kid looked incredible. And he, it was the face reveal of like, you know that scared squirrel or chipmunk gif? <laughs> right. Just turned and looked directly at the camera and was like, oh. With like Bjork singing in the background or whatever. <laughs> so she tells him that he has to reforge Narsil, the sword of Ellen Dill, and the birthright of the true heir of Isildur. <laughs> the dude who cut the one ring from Sauron's hand back in the flashback in the first movie. I'm not correcting on any of it. Good. Because it's hysterical. And I love it so much. <laughs> Carry on, you're doing great. Someone literally just crashed their car. I guarantee it. That's on them. I think I got every single one of those wrong. It's not important. <laughs> you're having a great time. Gandalf and Pippin arrive at Minas Tirith. They made it. And this city's bullshit. It is. Because, like, the throne room is, like, way the fuck up there. It's so high up there. And the whole place is carved into a mountainside. It's like tiers. But I don't know how long it takes you to get from bottom tier to top tier. I know how long, how much of it we're going to see, though. We're going to see so much of it. But I don't know if we do see so much of it. It's legitimately, like, four sets. And they just shoot back and forth for the most yeah, part. Yeah, we're, we're just zooming out of this mountain. And Gandalf riding by on a white horse in one direction, then the other, then the but other. But I like that because it establishes scale of the city. That's true. By them taking their sweet fucking time. Not something Peter Jackson's known to do at all. No, he's uh, the king of brevity. That's what everybody calls <laughs> That's it. That's right. <laughs> Pippin recognizes the white tree as they go to find the steward of Gondor, <laughs> Denethor. I love this so much. Gandalf, that's the white tree. No shit. <laughs> Why do you Why think, do you think we we're fucking here? <laughs> fucking hobbits. Uh, you smoked yourself, silly, you dumb bastard. Smoke half. <laughs> Denethor, of course, played by John Noble. And he's crushing it. He is, actually. You know what? John fucking he's Noble. He's crushing uh, this movie. I didn't want to give it to him because I hated him, but I was supposed You're to. You're supposed to so. hate him. Yes. He's pretty bummed about his son, Sean Bean, dying because he's never seen a Sean Bean movie, apparently. Why would you have a Sean Bean as a kid if you never weren't do that. to die? Don't have a Sean Bean as a kid. Oh, I just had a Sean Bean. That kid's not going to make it. That's not what you want to see. If that kid comes out of you, like you're in the hospital and you're having the sweetest moment of your life, and they're like, do you want to cut the cord? And you see it's a Sean Bean, you're like, yeah, but I know he doesn't have long. Might as well get it over <laughs> with. <laughs> Might as well set him free in this world because he's not long for it. He's probably not going to see season two. <laughs> Winter or whatever that is. I don't know how seasons work <laughs> in Sean Bean's world. Winter's coming? No. Not for him. No. <laughs> and if that spoils Game of Thrones for you. You're, you're late. That's on you. You're too late. Oh, <laughs> wow. A shocking thing happened in Game of Thrones. It must be every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean it's not an exposition episode? That's the formula of that show. Something huge happens, something exposition-y happens. Something huge happens, something exposition-y happens. Every other week when people are going on Facebook like, oh my God, I can't believe it happened. I'm like, how? How could you not believe that? They set it all up last week. They're going to explain it next week. The thing that happened, happened. It's the Roger from 30 Rock. <laughs> or is that the disaster thing that 
Jenna goes through. I don't know. The thing that happened happened. The thing that happened happened. And Pippin feels guilty because he was there or something. So he swears loyalty to Denethor, even though Gandalf tried to tell him to keep his mouth shut. Didn't work. Nope. Pippin's like, ah, yeah, I was there when Sean Bean died. My bad. Uh, I didn't do it, but I feel bad, so I'm loyal to you now. What an idiot. And Denethor is so caught up in his own grief that he hasn't bothered to fortify the city against the threat of Sauron. Because he's an idiot, too. Yeah, everybody's idiots. Meanwhile, Frodo, Sam, and Gollum arrive at (laughs) Minas Morgul. Nailed it. I'm not sure if I did. In my heart, you did. Neat. You totally nailed it. Gollum leads them to the winding stair leading to the the pass of uh, Sirith Ungol. Wow. So wrong, so Watching right. The, your face. Well, like, I wish we were live streaming. None of these just are your real face, words. just your mouth. Like I wish this was the start of like Orange is the New Black. <laughs> like that's what I want for your face right animal, now. The animal, animal. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. I feel like if it's just the mouth, you're gonna miss all the uncertainty in my eyebrows. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Am I saying this right? It's like you're not even committed to whatever you're saying. No, it's all- no commitment. All very- Because if I sound committed, then I'll sound wrong. That's actually a good point. That's a good out that you're giving yourself Mm -hmm. every single time. I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. I extensively Google the pronunciation of everything. The ones I get wrong, intentional. Did you really Google all the- I was going to say. None of it. Absolutely not. There's no way you're doing more Lord of the Rings than you need to. (laughs) Touché. At exactly that very convenient moment, the doors of the city burst open and the Witch King of Angmar, leader of the Nazgul, dispatches his orc army, heralding the start of the war. And just for good measure, they send out a big green sky beam. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Nobody does. Sometimes when you're doing an action movie, you gotta have a giant sky beam. I guess so. Unless it's kind of like, you know, whenever you open a new bar... And you get the spotlight for like a weekend. And you're like, this is pretty excellent. Everyone's coming. And it's like, you shoot that bad boy up in the air. And he's like, it's on. Half price drinks and also war. We're going to raise For the realm. (laughs) This is probably another caped IMDb trivia fact. (laughs) Okay. This film is ranked number seven out of 250 on a certain list on a certain site that is completely meaningless. Yeah. Fuck you, IMDb. I got around it. There's so many of those facts that are real that- this is the best parody of a fact I've ever seen. I nailed it because that's what got me busted. I'm convinced of it on my old email address. Oh, yeah. Unlike on my burner now, ahole at frontstreet.com. You can email me there. I might email you back if I look at it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what got me busted. I called out IMDb on one of the movies we talked about. I don't remember what it was. Right. But here, workaround. Nailed it. Absolutely crushed it. Scathing. It is commentary. Scathing, on it's completely fucking worthless. IMDb. They're top 250. Gandalf and Pippin see the green sky beam, and they light the beacon signals to Edoras, alerting Theoden, Aragorn, and the rest of Rohan gathering their shit to get over the war as soon as possible. I don't know why, but I have always loved the lighting of the beacon scene. It's a lot like the Twilight Bark from 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the dogs use the bark chain to find the stolen no, no, 15-spotted puddles. Oh, balderdash. Please don't ruin this for me. <laughs> it's the same scene. It kind of is. Yeah, but Howard fucking Shore. Spotted sure. poodle p- 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 Stop puddles. Stop Cut it out. Puddles? Oh, oh my God. balderdash. You could say those words, right? That's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> It is pretty neat. 
It's a great scene. Howard fucking Shore. Yeah. We'll get there. The Orc Army shows up at Osgiliath and battle the Gondorian (laughs) army led by Faramir, played by David fucking Wenham. I don't know what the Gondor army here was trying to do. Like, we got to hold the river town or whatever it is. Yeah. That's like in the shadow of Minas Tirith. And they do that by hiding behind pillars. (laughs) Oh, no. Here they come. Better surprise them. But it's one of those, like, they're looking out at the land. They're like, wait, they're not coming by land. They're coming by the only other way they could come by the river. We didn't opt for that. We were supposed to light two of those torches on the roof (laughs) if by sea. You only have two things to cover, land or sea. You fucked up. Well, the problem was it wasn't Denethor that lit the thing because, you know, one by land, two by sea. They had to make Pippin do it instead. That's, that's a good so, point, actually. Otherwise, yeah. everyone would have had two of those bonfires lit on their mountaintops. And I'm glad you pushed by. Like, is there someone just waiting at every one of these beacons to light it? Because some of them took a while to light, and then some were like instant. Could you imagine just being on beacon duty, just hanging out, watching the yonder <laughs> mountaintop, <laughs> waiting for a fire to start? Well, I mean, it got really lucky in Aradas because, like, Aragorn was outside smoking, and he just happened to look at him out, and it's <laughs> Oh, lit. shit, the fire's on. Let's go. Gondor calls for aid. <laughs> Could have lied, I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't know how these beacons work. How long are they going to burn for? I don't know. How do you know which one it originated from? I think it's just a straight path. Oh, okay. Like, a, can you see me now? Good yeah. type scenario. I feel like probably three or four beacons in, they could still see the green light coming from... More that hard. light's up there. It's, it's, just, it's way up there. The orcs just wreck house. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> and drive the Gondorians out of Osgiliath. Faramir and his few surviving men retreat to Minas Tirith, pursued by the Nazgul. It's a terrifying they scene, They are too. coming for him. But then Gandalf rides out and saves the men by using his staff as a flashlight. That's all you need sometimes. He's like, hey, guys, I got a light. And they're like, oh, we're saved. Thank God someone brought a light. A torch. It's a good thing that Gandalf was also opening a bar and had a spotlight. Yes. I love this shot, though. It's neat because you have the impending doom approaching, and then you have the light coming from those. It's great. You do, but it's not even just that. It's also a lot of setup for what's about to come because you're starting to see scale building. Yes. And Peter Jackson is a bit of a master in this movie, especially in this whole trilogy, especially, I'll, I'll say, of establishing scale because when you look at Fellowship of the Ring, it's pretty enclosed, especially yes. when you get to like the Mines of Moria and they get really blown away by just a lot of weird pillars in the middle of a room. It's like, this isn't a city. This is just pillars just everywhere. pillars. And then Two Towers is basically just one large siege at the end. Yes. But here, now you're like just gradually opening up the world. It's becoming a world threat as yes, it just the- trilogy grows keeps getting bigger and bigger at every turn throughout the entire trilogy and we're not even at its biggest yet no because it's going to keep growing but here as he establishes this run between us Gilead and Minas Tirith you see this distance broken out there he's laying out the geographic area of the battlefield that's to come right it is a brilliant move it's like he makes movies it's like he's good at making movies <laughs> hey you know what we should do establish things before we use them. Yeah, I guess we could try that. Feige's like, all right, we got to move Black Panther up before Infinity War then. (laughs) (laughs) Cause and effect. People aren't going to know where Wakanda is. I didn't. (laughs) That's fair. 
It looks a lot different on a plane. It sure does. <laughs> oh, Wakanda's smaller. How are they going to fight an entire army and There's there? a weird pixelated line on the right of it for the whole <laughs> entire movie. What a choice, Ryan Coogler. <laughs> I especially love the part when the captain comes on and narrates that one scene about when we're landing and the temperature. <laughs> it's strange. It's very strange. Like, I don't care about Newark, New Jersey's temperature. <laughs> While I'm trying to focus on Wakanda, like Ryan Coogler, don't just insert that stuff into the film. So weird. No, I don't want your credit card, American Airlines. I don't. <laughs> Disney, get your hands off of that. It's not what I'm here for. I'm here for a story. Not for your miles. Faramir, having just been hanging out in the last movie with Sam and Frodo and Gollum, he tells Gandalf the dangerous route that Gollum is taking Frodo and Sam on. And Gandalf is like... Well, shit. Well, I like how he's like, oh, when was the last time he saw him? It was like two days ago. You're like, how is that possible? <laughs> right? It felt like longer in film time. It did. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> Meanwhile, the hobbits, led by Gollum, are struggling to climb the extremely steep stairs cut into the mountainside. Gollum starts buttering up Frodo, telling him that he understands his pain. He's like, I used to have that ring. I know what it's like. I'm right here for you, boo. That's kind of fucked, though, because it's one of those, like, you can look like me. <laughs> and he warns Frodo to be wary of Sam, whom he claims will naturally try and take the ring from Frodo. Yeah, Frodo's a dum-dum. Frodo is very much dumb, but he's tired and dirty. He's so tired, and he's the dirtiest. I mean, he's probably killed, like, six terrorists at this point. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> now his feet are bleeding. Right. <laughs> In the captured Osgiliath, the Witch King orders his captain to send forth all legions and annihilate the population of Minas Tirith, saying that he himself will break Gandalf. This guy fancies himself a badass. He does, and we'll get there. Meanwhile, inside the walls, Denethor tells Faramir that the wrong kid died. <laughs> That was too easy. <laughs> it really was. I couldn't stop thinking it the entire scene. Oh, man. So Faramir's like, fine, I'm going to go reclaim the city myself like an idiot. Well, Faramir's a fucking dope because he outright asked Denethor, he's like, do you wish the other child died? And Denethor's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what what, what a kind of stupid question. How could you even ask that? It's obvious. You didn't even know about the freak machete fight accident. <laughs> no idea. Gollum continues to pit the hobbits against each other. He frames Sam for eating all their food, when in reality he just tossed it off the mountain. Weak and deluded by the ring and Gollum, Frodo is instantly suspicious when Sam, just trying to be helpful, offers to carry the ring for a little while. Yeah, that's not what you should do, though, Sam. No, 100% you should know better than that. But Gollum's like, bitch, what I say? what I say? Yeah, Gollum's not wrong. Gollum, he's uh, good. He's, he's at what he does. Clever. Yeah. Well, you know, there's two of them. That's a good point. Working That's in tandem. almost not fair when you right? think about it. It's a lot easier to come up with schemes when you've got two people inside your <laughs> when head. When you can run it by someone else it. up there. Yeah. Hey, what do you think about this plan? Oh, it's good. I like that. Most people wouldn't say it out loud. He just finds a puddle. When he finds a puddle. Oh. When he finds a puddle. Forget it. Whole conversation with himself in front of everybody. It's impressive. So Frodo tells Sam to get lost. He's like, oh, you just want the ring. Get out of here, best friend, forever. I don't understand this at all. Like, I get the emotional moment. I get it. Yeah. But but it, it's that grip of the ring. It's very powerful. It's it is so powerful. The one ring. It'll even turn Frodo's against Sam's. That means it's the most powerful force on Middle Earth. It has to be. Faramir charges into battle 
against a whole mess of orcs while Denethor has Pippin sing for him while he eats lunch. Yeah, I never liked the singing scene. It's a weird scene. It's like they just added it because they found out that Billy Boyd could sing. He's got some pipes. They're like, hey, you can sing. You should sing in the movie. We'll take the, the lyrics from the book. They did just that, but then they also put in creepy shots of an old man eating fruit that yeah. is really juicy. He's like, my son's dying right now. I'm going to enjoy this juicy, juicy fruit. He doesn't give a shit about his son or the city that's or anything at juicy, all. juicy, juicy fruit. But he sits on that little throne that's down from the big throne, and that is just so embarrassing. It really is. Like, I get you're the steward and not the king, but like- it's been 35 years. Sit in the big chair. Go to the big chair. Sit in the big chair. Nobody would fault you at this point. They'd be like, no, you've been doing this a while. I'm pretty sure we're not getting a real king. Take the big chair. And also, the big chair, it's way up there. It's just like, it's too cocky even for a king, I think. Right. Maybe just take the chair down. You're running the city at this point. Just do whatever you want. You got the keys to the exactly. castle, literally. Naturally, Faramir's attack fails, and he's dragged back to Minas Tirith by his horse. Lucky. I bet that was like the horse's name too. Lucky? Luckith. <laughs> yeah. Add a few more vowels and you might be there. Luckowin. There it is. Luckowin. Yeah, had add a W too. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Luckowin brings Faramir back to Minas <laughs> <laughs> Tirith. Uh, and he's just got like an arrow in his chest. Yeah. He's like hanging, dangling off the horse, just like this is this is not good. No, I'm he doesn't I, know. I appear dead. He does appear dead. But I like how they like, put him down, and right away, Pippin's just like, he's alive. He's alive. And Denethor's like, he's not, you stupid <laughs> hobbit. <laughs> I said the wrong kid died. He went out and rectified it. Now, we're going to do some shit. Now he's my favorite son, because <laughs> he listened to daddy and died. What? Something like that. Let's find out what's happened over at Edoras, because we haven't been there in a while. It's or been a minute. Wherever the hell Rohan and everyone is, just gathering their shit. It's not nearby. No. And a cloaked figure is approaching, and eventually we'll find out that it's Elrond. He's got to go up another set of stupid, not even stairs. This is like back and forth as you Just go a, up this hill. It must take mountain forever. Path. Yeah. Like, what's up with this? What's up with all these paths you have to take to get to the farthest possible place? we got to bask in the mystery of who the fuck this is for a while. Oh, my God. They're trying to make you think it's, it's Arwen, I think. Then it turns out to be Agent Smith, and you're like, that doesn't look like Steven Tyler at all. No, it's complicated the way you just word that. <laughs> Elrond presents Aragorn with his birthright, the newly reforged sword Narsil, now named Anduril, Flame of the West. Because when you remake a sword, you got to rename you it. you got to rename it. And I've watched enough Forged in Fire now to know that what they did was absolute bullshit. They that heated sword up and hammered it for a will while. will be full of delaminations, and it will crack right on the weld spot because they didn't use enough flux. Or any, at that matter. But they did use a little bit of elf magic. <laughs> so, <laughs> what think, is elf magic? I think you're, you're forgetting about the elf magic that was involved. I feel like when you say elf magic, it's a lot like a Portal 2 situation with Wheatley and Stephen Merchant. Like, I can hack that. I can. You got to turn around first. I can't do it when you're looking. <laughs> like, that's the yes. elf magic. That is 100% elf magic. Stop looking at the sword. Okay, you can look now. Look, we forged it. Love it. You just see like a broken window. <laughs> it's so good. I love that game. <laughs> it's so good. Elrond urges Aragorn to use the sword to recall the dead men of Dunharrow and use their allegiance to the heir of Isildur. Sure. All that. Isildur. I don't know. You got it right. If you combine words, you nailed it. He also 
very, very briefly mentions that he left something in the fridge. Arwen is sick. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. It's so well, I mean, like, we know as the audience what it's about, but he's playing real coy with Aragorn, which, yeah, why? Hey, she's sick. Uh, we're going to show a quick flash of that, and then moving on, you should go fight the ghosts or whatever I'm saying. I don't know what that's all about. That's such a weird thing to do, and he fucks off, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like, all right, peace. You're not going to help us fight that? No, I got shit to do. Later. And I love this, too, because everyone's just like, where the fuck's he going? And Thaden's like, he's got another path to go by. It's like, how do you know this Thaden? You're a horse guy. Thaden knows some shit, but he's not telling anybody how. Everyone is fucking coy. Everyone. <laughs> Keep your secrets. This movie would be like 15 minutes long if, if people, people just communicate. Said what they wanted to. Hey, guys, everybody sit down. Say the things you mean to say. We'll get this done in one movie. We've got a ring. We need to put it into a volcano. Who's going? <laughs> you, 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 you. Get out of here. Okay. Uh, we're going to need those men and those men. Get along because there's big monster men who are going to come fight you. So just meet up, fight them, hold them off. Or we can get these eagles to get the ringmaster to the volcano faster through the air. We'll get there. End of trilogy and movie. Communication is key. <laughs> we'll get to the eagles. It bugs the hell out of me every time. I think I have an explanation for the eagles, actually. Me, I hope you do. The man who's watched the movie once. <laughs> okay. that's It's cocky, and I'm okay with that. Aragorn is like, all right, guess I got to go recruit some ghosts. Legolas and Gimli go with him because they desperately need something to do in this movie. They do. And can I tell you how put off I was when Gimli said, face it, we're going with you, laddie. And I went, who the f- where did laddie come from? <laughs> like, you're a dwarf, not Scottish. <laughs> uh, John Reese Davis with the, the mask. He was just like, this thing's driving my face crazy. I'm just going to say some shit. Say whatever you want. Cross your eyes every in. now and then. You're the comic relief. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Do what you want. You're going to anyway. As Aragorn is preparing to leave, Eowyn comes to him and begs him not to go, declaring her love for him. And Aragorn is like, look, you're great. It's not you. It's me. I have an animal cracker and singing dad fetish that can only be satisfied by a very specific kind of elf lady. <laughs> and that's exactly it. Uh, I think he could have shortened that to say, listen, you're the only other woman in this movie. This makes sense. I get it. <laughs> but there's another. Imagine being one of two women and getting turned down. <laughs> we'll get there because she's going to do just fine, I she, guess. She is. <laughs> the next morning, Theoden rides off to war with 6,000 riders, unaware that Eowyn and Mary are in the midst of his army. But I like, love that so fucking much because Eowyn's like, I got to go with you. And Daddy's just like, no, 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 you're going to be a great queen. You're going to take over the kingdom when I croak, win this battle. But he's giving her a huge responsibility. Huge. And she's like, no, nah, bro. Like, I don't, I don't want to. Which is awesome for her. It is. But at the same time, it's complicated. Who's going to watch over these people when their king dies and then- also, the person who was supposed to be the next king dies. We are running out of circumstantial Rohanians. They're all <laughs> in this movie. We don't know anyone else in that weird little hill town that has a king. That's right. And they're certainly not going to just hand it over to Carl Urban. That's actually probably exactly <laughs> what they would do. I, I agree. And it's mostly because of his eyebrows. Because he's like, yeah, I'll be blonde, but you leave my fucking <laughs> eyebrows alone, you son of a bitch. And then they did. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to mess with your eyebrows. I'm not going to tell Carl Urban no. We'll try it in five years with Chris Hemsworth and see how it goes. Not well. Inside the Dead Mountain, 
Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli move through the tunnels and caverns of the dead, walking along paths littered with skulls and bones. Super creepy. It is super creepy, and I like how they got some comedy in there, too, because Aragorn's like, don't look down, and then Gimli looks down, well, yeah. and he has to like tiptoe over these skulls. They're just like crunching while he's walking on them, like nice leaves in it's the fall. very good. I have an actual IMDb trivia fact. How? We've gone so far without one of these. I don't understand how this is where you have one. Oh, are you ready for this? Hit me, buddy. The final day of filming on the trilogy actually happened over a month after this movie was theatrically released and three weeks after the 2004 Academy Awards. Sir Peter Jackson arranged to film one final shot of skulls on the floor in the tunnel of the Paths of the Dead, which was included in the extended edition DVD. He thought it was funny to be doing filming on a movie that had already won the Best Picture Oscar. That right there is some serious BDE. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's the... The beadiest of the DE. I mean, that there's ever been. There's been some some E that's pretty BD, but that is wow. Oh, I already won Best Picture. I'm filming another scene. Man, that is how you do it, though. Like, if it bugged you that much that you were missing that one little insert, go you. I, I guess. So. I mean, like, yeah, you already won, but you're like, no, I still need this one thing. That's an artist, though. Absolutely. It's like it's not going to enhance the film at all, but he must have seen like in editing. I'm missing something. I need that one here. shot of those skulls, and I'm going to get it, damn it. Bravo, man. That's fantastic. I actually really appreciate that. I thought it was a good one. It's like an anti-George Lucas, where he did it like right after the yeah. release, and not like 30 years later, or 20 years later, <laughs> maths, just to annoy us. Well, I always thought that there would be more like stuff in this scene. So you saw my Star Wars film, huh? This seems like an awkward time to tell you that that was my rough cut. <laughs> you guys released it. It made a, it made buku bucks, but uh, that was only a first draft. I gotta go in and add more Ewoks everywhere. Ewoks everywhere. That's my notes that I had was more Ewoks, <laughs> and also this young boy Hayden. I want him more in the movie. And also, <laughs> fuck the old guy. <laughs> oh no! Can we quickly talk about Hayden Christensen? Yeah, why not? So Obi Wan Kenobi. If yes. you haven't watched it, stop now. Skip a minute ahead. Why are people so excited to see him after all the shit they gave him? I don't know. Okay, people, good. We're on the same People are like, ah, spot then. he sucks. But then they're like, oh, actually, he's good now. What's happening? It's strange because it makes it feel like it wasn't really warranted anger at Hayden Christian, but more just at George Lucas and the man who created all your hopes and dreams. And I then mean, Jake Lloyd is sitting there going like, well, somebody fucking revive me and my character. <laughs> Look, fanboys are going to find something to be mad about regardless. There it is. You're absolutely right. And uh, it's very toxic fandom. It is. Now let me go on to mispronounce more things in Lord of the Rings. Perfect. Welcome back to all you people who have skipped ahead. I hope that's been a minute. I was not counting. <laughs> Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli enter the lair of the King of the Dead and find the legendary ghost army. Aragorn is like, what's up, guys? I'm basically the King of Gondor. Here's my sword. Y'all should join me on the battlefield at Minas Tirith, and then I'll totally hold your oath fulfilled, and you can cross over or whatever. And I like how this king, ghost king man, just like laughs in his face and then disappears. He's like, like, could do that, or not, bye. It's so (laughs) anticlimactic. I just disappear into the the (laughs) caves, and then an avalanche of skulls send Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli sliding outside of the mountain. And then they survived the avalanche of skulls, and the king pops up and is like, we'll do it. It's like, what a weird <laughs> test! Yeah, they get out to that river, and they see these black ships going by, and it's just enough time for Aragorn to be like, well, we're fucked. And then the ghost king comes out, he's like, all right, we're in. 
It's so bizarre. It's so weird. It's like, and it's immediate. It's like, why? Well, I had to get that skull avalanche in there. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> and it looked awesome. It did. Let's it, not be wrong it really about that. Was it looked great. Super cool. The Morgul forces, composed mostly of orcs, begin the siege of Minas Tirith by catapulting the heads of captured prisoners over the walls. It's a baller move. It really is, because you have that one leader orc man who kind of just looks like the elephant man with a limp. <laughs> yeah. He's like, release the prisoners. And then they fire the Goth heads Mog. over the walls. Man. Gothmogs? Something like that. Gothmogs? Yeah. He's got a name. Gothmogs makes it sound like, yeah, I have eyeshadow on all the time and dress in tight black, and also I have a slammer. <laughs> I and I just put yep. it down against cardboard circles. Gothmogs. Collect these. <laughs> Dark pogs. Yo, bro, what do you want for your good Charlotte Gothmogs? <laughs> I just got the Hot Topic exclusive Gothmogs set. Oh, God, I've been looking for that one. Came with a holographic Kill Me Now slammer. And it's got those Jenkos attached to it, the Jenko. Oh, God damn. That's so cool. Do you remember the, the uh, keychains that had, like, the bunny on them that was always saying, like, ridiculous shit? Yeah. <laughs> What was that about? <laughs> I haven't thought about that in like 20 years. Uh, me either, but we started talking about Hot Topic and Goths and Jenkos, and now all I remember is that angry bunny flipping people off it's and saying- bunny saying like ironic shit, I guess, or yeah. like cool shit. And people were like, that's it. It's just a bunny saying like, fuck your parents, and it's like, God, got him. That bunny got him. No, oh, that, that bunny, he's, he's so goth. <laughs> I hate my parents, too. This makes sense. I relate to that bunny. Yeah, but he's still cute, but he's mean. But that's what makes it cool, is that he's a cute bunny saying weird shit. Yeah. Of like, yeah, I eat piss and shit. And you're like, what the fuck is- <laughs> What? Why am I putting that on my wallet? <laughs> Why am I dangling this from my Jansport? <laughs> it's my favorite piece of mass-produced counterculture. Uh- is it? <laughs> no, so no, not at all. Mass per- anything mass produced is intrinsically not counterculture. That's true. And that's, that's what I love about a good it. Good point. Like, hey, everything in Hot Topic makes me feel unique. <laughs> oh, okay. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> it's like I'm wearing my my Jinkos with the Angry Bunny and my Big Dog shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what weird times! Was weird times. I remember a kid in high school who had just moved to the the town when he came in. This was a, first of all. A borderline baller move. Borderline. Okay. Like, he had his chance here, and he took it, and it backfired. Mm. I forgot his real name at this point, which is probably better for him. Yeah, for but sure. But he said, you can call me Big Dog. And it's because he wore Big Dog shirts just about every day. Okay. Said, you can call me Big Dog. And everyone went, <laughs> no. <laughs> if it had worked. Oh, forget good it, Good for him. But, come on. A big backfire. <laughs> it was a really big backfire. I feel like at some point people did start calling him Big Dog. But like in but the like, worst way. But mean. It was the worst way. <laughs> oh, hey, Big Dog. <laughs> Fucking guy. It's not what you want. Um, how do we get here? Oh, Gothmogs. Gothmogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they throw the heads of the dead over the wall and it's baller and it's great. And I like how we could take our time with this movie because there's so many fight scenes so that many. we can burn through. Yeah. Because legitimately the next 50 minutes of this movie is the most high-octane battle scenes that you will ever see on film. They are absolutely insane. So Denethor sees his son Faramir, and he believes him to be dead. 
and he finally realizes just how many orcs are coming to fuck his shit up, so he just gives up entirely. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is bad. I'm done. He's like at the top at the courtyard with the dead tree. Yeah. And he yells out, abandon your post, run for your lives. <laughs> and I guess everyone in the city heard him. Somehow. Because I don't know how sound works in Middle Earth, and we learned that earlier with the Isengard stuff with I, Saruman. I have a feeling that all of Minas Tirith is built with acoustics in mind. <laughs> So if you stand in just the right spot on the top and you say anything at a normal volume, it's like those those rooms with the, the echo. If you stand right. in the opposite corners, you can hear a whisper. Well, it's like a labyrinth? Yeah. Like you just hear it when you're in it. So he's just like, abandon your post. And everybody's like, all right, fuck. And then Gandalf and then Gandalf, hits him with a staff. And Gandalf is like, he's like, bro, prepare for battle. <laughs> Dig it over. Everyone listen, this is a fucked guy. Yeah. Have you looked at him? First of all, his hair's like slicked back all creepily. Like, maybe don't listen to him ever. He's... Not a not a looker. Got the biggest jacket on ever, and it's all fur. It's like, it's not that cold out. This is clearly just a power move. And he sits on the little chair. Has anyone been up here to look at the little chair? <laughs> I like that he just has to yell, abandon your post, and everybody starts doing it. But Gandalf has to ride up and down the entire damn mountain. being like, no, keep fighting. It's mind-blowing. But yeah, don't listen to Denethor. That guy sucks. He does suck He sits hard. in the little chair. That's right. At Sirith Ungol, which is not at all how you pronounce that, I bet. I loved it, though. Gollum betrays Frodo because, duh. Yep. <laughs> he leads him right to the giant spider creature, Shalab. <laughs> I know that's not it. Tony Shalab. Tony Shalab. <laughs> Monk, the spider. This spider is crazy. It looks amazing. It really does first look good. Of all. It looks way better than anything in Wild Wild West. I completely agree. And it's just trying to put its butt in Frodo the whole time. That's all it wants to do. I have a cape time to be trivia fact. <laughs> How do you have a cape time to be trivia fact? Gwyneth Paltrow sells an item called It's Sticky, What Is It? on her Goop site for gross reasons that don't need explaining. Forgot I typed that one. Yes. <laughs> it's Sticky, What Is It? Uh, probably... Spiderweb. Classic line from this film. This Oscar Best Picture winning film. That is... Um, this 11-time Academy Award winning film. It's Sticky What Is It? That's the subtitle of Mary and Pippin Go to a White Castle. <laughs> it's Sticky What Is It? Ew. <laughs> they say that line when they get it onto Sir Neil Patrick Harris's horse. Gross. Well, it's just like the back of the probably. car. And white and NPH does not say it's sticky. What is it when they get in the back of the car? No, he says I might have left some love stains in the back. Oh, seat. that's actually a good point. <laughs> Man, I think I know that movie too well. You might. <laughs> we'll get there. Maybe one day. Who knows? <laughs> Sam returns just in time to have a long, drawn-out fight with a far superior adversary for a very long time. He does, and he has like the sword that he found in the sticky wickets. That are there? Yeah, what is it? It's uh, the butt stuff. <laughs> Literally. Gotcha. Yeah. But then he also fights the spider. He's like holding back its fangs and slashing every now and then. He gets like one good shot in the spider. The spider's like, ow! <laughs> hey, that sword that hurts. That really hurts. I'm going to leave you alone forever I'm now. Crawl to this dark tunnel and you're going to be fine. But Sam thinks that Frodo is dead. And he's all wrapped up in a, in a spider. Because Frodo got got. He got Frodo, Frodo did get stung with the butt. Tony Shalhoub. Put his butt into Frodo. <laughs> into Frodo. And then Frodo, uh, luckily, Elijah Wood, apparently really good at not blinking. He's so good at it. 
so good at not blinking and looking straight forward. They're like, oh, cool, let's go. Acting! <laughs> we can make really long scenes here with him just staring into nothingness. But then a few orcs from the Tower of Sirith Ungol come and investigate. And Sam overhears that Frodo just paralyzed. Well, I like this because it's like these orcs are patrolling this area, but they don't know how the spider works at all. Yeah. Because the one orc's just like, oh, she likes her meat fresh. So he's only paralyzed. Why am I explaining this to you? You work here too. <laughs> oh, fellow employee who knows, who read the handbook on, on the spider. <laughs> Let's explain this real quick to each other, even though we both know. Exactly. Back in Minas Tirith, Denethor, stricken mad with grief at the apparent death of both of his sons, the wrong kids died, prepares a funeral pyre for himself and the unconscious Faramir. Yeah, what's he doing here? I never understood this He's part like, ah, oh, what was me? I was eating lunch and listening to a hobbit sing while my uh, only remaining son went out and died. But then he, like, pours his oil on him and his son. It's like, yeah, you know, you could live. Yeah, but he doesn't want to. He's sad about his boys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gandalf and Pippin manage to save Faramir, but Denethor is thrown onto the pyre, and as he burns, he sees Faramir waking up, so he jumps off a cliff about it. As you do. While still on fire. He does do that. And I like how, like, the run off the cliff is not short. No. Like, this courtyard is, like, a quarter mile long. And, like, as he bursts out the doors on fire again, it's like, oh, huh? there goes Denethor. I, I like everybody just kind of watches gonna him. he's going to die, passing of the steward. Yep. Or whatever. I'm just assuming he's going to jump off a cliff. That's where he's running. <laughs> there's nothing else out there. We'll get to that cliff. I really want to talk about it in great detail later. Okay. Because it makes me so fucking uneasy. As someone who's afraid of heights, we'll get there. I like that nobody tries to stop him. They're just like, oh, there he goes. Yeah, fuck this guy. There he goes, and he jumps. I especially like that they show like really the scale of him running toward the cliff, and then they zoom out so much that you can't even see him falling. It's very good. It's it's great. They do a great job do, all around. With scale, for sure. Yes. Down in the city, the battle continues betwixt the orcs and the Gondorians as the orcs penetrate the gates of the city. With a giant-ass boar. They flaming boar head. do have a giant flaming boar's head sandwich. Yes, they do. And Deli you meat. see the orc army like in formation outside the gate. But yet when they pull up this giant boar's <laughs> flaming head, they're surprised. It's like, you must have seen this on the horizon somewhere or within the ranks. It's enormous. How do you miss this? You don't miss this. There's no way you miss this. No. Luckily, a trumpet sounds off in the distance. <laughs> The army of Rohan arrives, and I have another caped IMDb trivia fact. The buffalo is tracing so hard, I don't remember what I typed at this point. Excellent. This trilogy is about the age of men. The elves help in the Battle of Helm's Deep in, two t in the Two Towers, but the dwarves do literally nothing throughout this entire trilogy. Men should be more angry with the dwarves for hanging out in their caves while the world is ending, and less angry about Rohan being a little late to help Gondor. It's all true. It's completely true. Absolutely. I actually had to Google, is Gimli the last dwarf? And he's not, because he's with his daddy, Gloin, uh, in the Fellowship. Huh. Where the fuck are the dwarves? They're uh, minding their own beeswax. <laughs> really hard, though. So the Rohan army rides into the orcs, kicks a whole bunch of ass. They just, like, ride through real fast and knock them all down, and the orcs yeah. are just like, God damn it, horses are like, oh, my only man, weakness. I forgot how to aim my spear at horses. <laughs> They were riding so fast. Yeah, they just quickly ran through and killed a bunch of us. So, 
But then the elephants show up. That's a problem, though. Because elephants outrank horses. That's right. The hierarchy <laughs> drastically changes. Like, oh, no, our horses are getting stomped on by giant elephants. I get it. Fully. I get it. It's not what you want. And some of these elephants have, like, weird, like, rotors between their tusks almost. So they're just, like, taking out yeah. random ass people. Like, they, you obviously can't pick and choose you take out at that point. No. But a lot of these orcs, I think, are expendable. So they don't give a shit. Exactly. Weaponized elephants, taking out everybody. Exactly. Doesn't matter who. The Witch King descends upon Theoden, killing his horse, and then fatally wounding the king. And then the horse just laying on the king. (laughs) The horse is like, mind if I just lay here on your legs? Seemingly, in the nick of time, the black ships arrive to help the stranded orcs, but instead it's Aragorn who jumps off the lead ship, followed by an army of green dead guys. Yeah, and these dead guys just go to town? They just... Rush the battlefield, and it's like, oh, dead guys outrank elephants. They do. Again, the hierarchy has drastically changed. But I also am really creeped out by Aragorn standing there with his big old magic sword, and these dead guys are going through him, and I was wondering how that felt. I'm sure it's a little weird. <laughs> it has to be a little weird. I think in Casper they say it's, it's cold. But that's like Casper rules. Yeah, that's friendly ghosts. That's, friendly ghosts these are, are not cold friendly. When they these go are warrior you. ghosts. But they're also ally warrior ghosts. Yes. Like, do they change their temperature as they go through? It's <laughs> a whole bit of heat up. It's Aragorn. <laughs> I don't know. They're like running through, and Aragorn's just like taking it. It's like, there's no way, Aragorn, they're telling you you've had ghosts run through you before, and this is just totally normal. And you're not weirded <laughs> nope, out. Nope, just it. another Tuesday. Ghosts running through my body. Very weird. The army of the dead go ham on the orcs and the elephants, while Eowyn and Merry team up on the Witch King. They do, and Merry's fighting his ass off. He is. Merry's kicking ass, and the Witch King is like, no man can defeat me, and then Eowyn takes off her helmet, she's like, I'm no man, and right in the face. And it's awesome. So good. It's so good. And then she goes over to her dad. I think this is important to note right now that Brian said that unironically. No, yeah, it's true. It was one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Because it's extremely good. It's it's excellent. And you see it coming a mile away, and it still lands. It still lands. lands. Yeah. And then Gothmogs is like giving her that look. He's like, I'm going to come get you now. Because she's wounded. Yeah. Because you can't just fight the Witch King and not get wounded. Well, she had a shield, and then Witch King just bashed the shit of that shield. And then she didn't have a shield. And Well, she didn't have a left arm anymore either. Like, that thing is just dangling. Yeah. Yeah. So now Gothmox is approaching her, but luckily Aragorn and Gimli come and just take him out real easy. They build him up a lot, and then they take him out in a couple seconds. Yeah, it's pretty anticlimactic. But I also like how Gimli and Legolas are having their usual... Oh, yeah. Match as they're fighting each other. And it's nice as Legolas is firing arrows and he's like, 31, 32, 30, whatever. And Gimli's slashing away count also. And then Legolas obviously takes out an elephant. And I love Gimli. Gimli. Oh, that still only counts as one. So good. It's great. I do have an actual IMDb trivia fact about Gothmogs. (laughs) Oh, goody. I can't wait. It's It's a very good one. Gothmogs' look was based on Harvey Weinstein after he wanted Miramax to cut the trilogy down to one film and all the, the other stuff, before a deal was made and New Line Cinema rescued the epic saga. That is so good. I love it. You had probably the scummiest character in this movie is based on Harvey Weinstein. That is so perfect. Beautiful. So Theoden dies of his wounds, and Aragorn holds the dead army's oath fulfilled, and they all just 
vanish into the nothingness. Right. And Gimli also is kind of fucked here because he's like, it could be useful in a tricky spot. <laughs> and I like how right away the dead king ghost man is just like, no, hold on. You gave me your word. Hey. And everyone's like, ah, you're right. <laughs> you said the thing. And everyone's like, oh, well, we might have like one more battle coming up. But okay. All right. You guys are good. Go ahead. And they go and they, you know, rest in peace or whatever it is. They I don't know what they do before that. I don't know. Got major parts of the Caribbean. Curse the Black. Oh, big Pearl time. Vibes out of that. I was like, now what are you going to do? <laughs> All right. Now we've had dead <laughs> ghost warriors that vanish. How are you going to raise the stakes again in this movie? You just wait. We'll get there. <laughs> we will. <laughs> Over at Sirith Ungle, which I refuse to change how I pronounce it. You're doing great. Sam goes to rescue Frodo, which is actually not that hard to do because the whole place is pretty much empty because the orcs are all fighting over Frodo's shirt. He's got the he's got was it mithril. Yeah, is that what it's called? If I remember the right, mithril blouse or whatever. Don't call it a fucking blouse. You it's piece a blouse. Tell me it's not a blouse. It's blouse like. <laughs> it's certainly blouse adjacent at the very least. That's fine. But they fight each other. They're taking each other out. It's. The best possible exit that you can have, really. Yeah. So his character, Sam and Frodo, are like, "You want to just kind of walk across Mordor to Mount Doom?" And they're like, "All right, let's go. Let's dress as orcs, though, while we do it. Let's have a little fun." So good. <laughs> None of the other orcs have beaks. I don't know where they found these helmets with beaks. The beaks. <laughs> <laughs> they dress up in orcs, and of course, they get like drafted into the orc army because all of the orcs are going in one direction. They're like, "Oh, I guess we gotta play the part." But I also love how they're just like, Sam hit me. And then he does. Yep. And then they fight and they're like, oh, you scum, you break that up. And, and then they just sneak away, scurry away. No problem. Super impressive. I, it's something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's convenient, impressive. I don't know. Depends on how you're looking at the story. I'll do one. I think that's fair. That's all I'm going to give everyone because uh, <laughs> I hate it. I hate this one a lot. Oh, let's cause a ruckus and then sneak out while the attention is on us. That's the worst time to sneak out. Yeah, but I guess go for it if you're tiny people with beaked helmets. You do you, boo. <laughs> I, I'm assuming Frodo or Sam said to each other. Yeah, of course. We'll get there. Gandalf realizes that 10,000 orcs stand between Sirith Ungol and Mount Doom, which is going to make it a hard time for Frodo to reach his destination. And Gandalf's kind of like in a weird, depressing state at this point, because he's, the whole movie, he's kind of saying, like, that's not the worst thing to happen. It's just another leg on the journey. Yeah. There was never a hope. There was only a fool's hope. And here he's like, I mean, Frodo's probably dead already. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been such an uplifting character this whole trilogy that I might as well just fucking lean on the depressing shit now. <laughs> all right. It's the second half of the last movie. I'm just going to lose all hope. And then he does. Yes. And Aragorn is like, hey. Shut up, Gandalf. Maybe we could do something to help. And he proposes they lead the remaining soldiers to the Black Gate to draw the orcs away from Frodo's path and distract the Eye of Sauron. It makes sense. It's a brilliant plan. He's like, oh, distraction. But Gandalf's probably also a little bit bummed out because he doesn't have a staff anymore because the Witch King blew it up with his mind or whatever, with mind bullets. It's true, mind bullets. That's telekinesis, Kyle. Which that scene blows my mind because like the Witch King's like one-on-one with Gandalf and Pippin's just kind of watching on the background. And then Rohan shows up. And right. Then, which is like, one second, guy I was hunting strictly in this <laughs> scenario. I gotta go kill the blonde king. <laughs> who's very out of shape. 
Uh, yeah, no. Choices were made. Choices were made. At the Black Gate, Aragorn, Gandalf, Legolas, Gimli, Eomar, Merry and Pippin all ride forward in front of their army and up to the gate. And I have an actual IMDb trivia fact. Hit me! To get enough extras for the battle at the Black Gate, a few hundred members of the New Zealand army were brought in. They apparently were so enthusiastic during the battle scenes that they kept breaking the wooden swords and spears they were given. Yeah, I get it. They're like, all right, we're fighting. A Oops, broke, broke my prop. No, I remember going to like a Renaissance fair when I was in middle school. And like the big thing there was wooden swords. Yeah. And we would get them and we went through like three a piece. When you have a sword in your hand, you're going to hit something with it. Yeah. Especially if you're an actual member of the New Zealand Army. Oh, you're going to go to town on it. Yeah. Oh, we're going to test the limits of these wooden props. Absolutely. At the Black Gate, you see all these New Zealand Army extras. But more importantly, they are met by the Batman who laughs. <laughs> it might as well be it's the Batman the, who laughs. the mouth of Sauron. Let me ask you this question really quickly. Yeah. Because I've told you off mic that this scene with the mouth of Sauron is only in the extended. It was yes. not in the theatrical. Yes. Does this movie or this ending work without this scene? Not as well, but I think maybe. Okay. I agree with the not as well, because yeah. I actually can't picture this movie without it now. Oh, wow. Because it's that iconic of the one-on-one ne- with them. Neither can I, but I've only seen this version. <laughs> no. Uh, the Batman who laughs. Go ahead. The Batman who laughs. He tells them that uh, his master bids them welcome. So like, yeah, come on in, guys. Um, oh, also, I, I do have a Cape Diamond trivia fact. Let me just sprinkle this in you here. You might as well at this point. Batman could defeat Sauron and the entire army of Mordor given enough time to prepare. Also true. It's completely true. You cannot tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I like that we both had Batman things about this movie. <laughs> yep. Can I tell you the most disturbing thing about the mouth of Sauron? It's his chapped lips. It really is. And I hate it. It's not the long teeth, as bad as they are and scary. It's the chapped lips. He's got like these weird gouges cut out around his mouth so that when it opens and closes, it's... you see the gouges yeah. opening and closing with it. I don't like it. And I love the way that this is shot because, yeah, it's a mouth, a literal mouth of Sauron. Yeah. And above it, it's just a steel face plate. And they don't ever focus on any of that. It's just strictly always close in the mouth. mouth. And it lands. And whoever's in there, is doing a hell of a job acting. Whoever it is, they are making the mouth move. They really are. And well. They really are again, yes. Gandalf tells the mouth of Sauron that the time of Sauron has come. So I guess he's got his mojo back. (laughs) I guess so. He found it. The mouth of Sauron smiles and throws Frodo's shirt at Gandalf and says he absolutely suffered before dying. And then Gandalf, uh, not so optimistic anymore again. He's not. It was a brief... Like, light in his life. Yeah. He's like, and then ah, went I out knew again. it. I knew it. But Aragorn, he's like, nope, I don't believe it. Well, I like how the Mouth of Sauron, like, even leans in. He's like, ah, it was a little creature, and he fought really hard, but I can't believe how much torture that little bastard took. <laughs> like, he was tough, but fuck me, we went to town on him. <laughs> we, we showed him a thing or two before we ended him <laughs> entirely. Yeah, he's gone. It's over. Aragorn doesn't believe him, so he does what Thor didn't. And he decapitates the mouth of Sauron. Oh, God, I love it. It like, rides next to him, and the mouth is so cocky. And then Aragorn just pop, pops his head off. He's like, nah, I don't believe him. Yep. And Gimli's like, guess it's go time. <laughs> he says, I guess that concludes negotiations. <laughs> like, we've all seen the fifth element. Yeah, that's how it yep, works. That's it. Meanwhile, inside Mordor, Sam carries Frodo up to Mount Doom. But Gollum pops up again and attacks them. 
So Sam and Gollum fight while Frodo continues up the mountain, eventually reaching the Crack of Doom, which, what a great name. (laughs) The Crack of Doom. The Crack of Doom. I am going to briefly rewind. Okay. Because you have sinned. I have. Because Sam, again, is the hero. Of course. Again. Frodo keeps saying the weight, the weight, the weight. This ring is so damn heavy. I'm so close to where I need to be, but the weight. Oh, gosh. Oh, wait. And Sam said, I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. And he throws Frodo Frodo on his shoulder, and it's amazing. Yeah. Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Sean fucking Astin. He is working really hard. Yeah. And he's so damn good. And charming the whole way. He really is, though. Like, they called him Stupid Fat Hobbitses, and then he's just like, yeah, fuck it. Whatever. I know me. Call me what you want. I'm a good dude. He is a good dude. At the crack of doom, Frodo. <laughs> instead, that's actually what it's called. I know. It doesn't make it any oh, I'm gonna less funny. <laughs> double, triple down on it as much as I can. At the crack of doom, Frodo, instead of dropping the ring into the fire, he just kind of stands there for a while. And I like how Sam is like behind him, just like, dude. Hey, hey, you gonna, you gonna do something with that? We just walked really far. Like 500 miles and then 500 more. Do the thing. Just to be the man to not throw the ring into the fire? <laughs> Come on, man. I do have a Cape Diamond to be trivia fact here. Yeah, I know you do. Frodo should be arrested for murder for all the men who died while he was busy standing around and not dropping the ring in the lava. Standing around for so long while everyone's battling outside. So long. And we should talk about the battle on the outside. Yes. Because it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. How you have Aragorn give his speech to all the troops out there. About how this is the age of man. This is the day. This is how we ought to do it. We know that there's two little guys in there. They've walked real far. For Frodo. For Frodo. And he takes off alone at the orc army. Followed, very importantly, by Merry and and Pippin. Pippin. Yeah. If that doesn't hit you in the feels, nothing will. Nope. Did not hit you. No, I'm saying nothing will. Oh, okay. You said nope. Like, no, it didn't work. (laughs) Nope. It was dumb. (laughs) There were tiny people running, and I was like, ha! <laughs> uh, this is beautiful, beyond belief. Hey, there's an impassioned speech, and there was fighting. They were outnumbered, and they knew it, and they were doing it all just to get Frodo to that mountain so he could stand there like an asshole. And then so many people died because Frodo didn't just so many let go. Yeah. No, instead, he succumbs to the power of the ring and just puts the thing on. He says, the ring is mine. He's gone full heel. And Sam is just like, son of a bitch. God damn it. (laughs) So now Frodo, completely invisible. Except for his wet footsteps. Except for his wet footsteps. Volcano. And the thing about putting on the ring, guess what? Sauron, no longer distracted by the battle. He knows exactly where you are. Now the ring wraiths are coming after you. It's a very silly move. I don't know what his end game is here. Gollum knocks out Sam. With a rock. With a rock. Just Just rocked him. Right to the head. Yeah. Right to the dome piece. And then he attacks Frodo, because he can see those wet footprints, and he bites off his ring finger. Yeah, pretty wild, right? <laughs> Just the mechanics of finding where that is, and then be like, all right, got it. Ow! Just chomp down. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Frodo's visible, and Gollum just does a little dance. He is so happy. So happy. And Frodo's like, there without a finger on the ground, is bleeding. <laughs> Watching Frodo. Uh, Gollum dance around or Smeagol dance around or whatever it is dance yeah, around. Yeah, he's like, I got my precious, I got my precious. And Frodo is pissed. He is pissed. He got his finger bit off. He got his finger bit off, but he's also still under the sway of the ring. Yeah. So he just charges at Gollum slash Smeagol and tackles him 
over the edge of this cliff. Gollum falls into the fire with the ring while Frodo hangs on with what little strength he has remaining. He's got a lot of strength remaining, clearly. <laughs> he's hanging out with his one good hand. Yep. He's, he's somehow he couldn't walk a few minutes ago because it was too heavy, but now he's holding his, the weight of his entire body by one <laughs> right. hand. Sam, of course, comes to, rescues Frodo as the ring finally sinks into the lava and is destroyed. And how long did it take Gollum to die in that? Like, he's in the fire, in the lava, Just, and like we see him sink down into it. And he's, yeah. he's living. And also, how gross is it that Sam had to grab Frodo's like newly <laughs> gross hand. His four fingered hand, yeah. Like he's just rubbing his nub all over Sam's <laughs> wrist with fresh blood. Sam doesn't care. Sam's a good dude. Sam is a very good dude. <laughs> but just like imagine the nub rubbing up against a fresh nub. Fresh nub, but still enough strength in that hand to hold up a Frodo. That's fair, <laughs> I suppose. Sauron's eye screams, which is a weird statement to make. <laughs> yep. <laughs> As the Tower of Baradur, I'm, I'm having a blast with these these names, just collapses and explodes. Makes sense. Whole, but I, I like how you see it explode. And it's clearly a miniature that they've had a lot of fun with. Yeah, I like that quite yeah. a bit. The orcs, ring wraiths, and the remaining forces of Sauron are consumed in the ensuing shockwave as the earth collapses under their feet. Well, they kind of like try running away, but then the earth does collapse under their feet. And it makes me think, are like all the fighting men just like on an island now, just surrounded I by like- I know how that works. Orc bodies They that were surrounded fall, all the yeah, way around. So it's wild to me. Yeah. But I love the look that all of her main characters give as they're watching the Eye of Sauron just yes. fall down of like, he did it. He did it. He got there. He did the thing. The little son of a bitch did it. Man, I sure hope he's alive. <laughs> but then you see like the volcano explode as volcanoes want to do. Yes. And then right away again, it's like, Will somebody let me have a moment of happiness? <laughs> like, just, just for a second. Damn it. Frodo and Sam become stranded on this one rock that's sticking out of the lava. There's plenty of rocks. They just happen to be on this they're, one. Yeah, they're on this one that's big enough for a Sam and Frodo. Right. Like, you know, like the door at the end of Titanic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not the last Titanic <laughs> parallel will be drawn. <laughs> They voice their regrets at not being able to go and see the Shire again. Because they're like, we're going to die. That's a lot of lava. It is a lot of lava. And Sam's just like, listen, I got a boner once for a girl, not for you. <laughs> hey, I got to just clear something up real quick here <laughs> at the end of the trilogy. I'm not in love with you. There's a girl back at the Shire that I like. I swear. <laughs> but with the destruction of the Nazgul, Gandalf is now able to call upon the eagles to fly Simply fly into Mordor. Right. Well, the eagles showed up to fight the Nazgul. Right. They, they did it, but now they're, I like, guess, just like hanging around. Now or that the Nazgul are gone, they can just fly in, pick up a little Sam and Frodo, carry the hobbits to safety. The end. It should be. <laughs> the <laughs> no, first. It should, yes. But then Frodo awakens in Minas Tirith, reuniting with every member of the Fellowship one by one, and each one is a little more like, ah, than the one before it. The end. I have a question for you <laughs> about this scene particularly. Okay. And I noticed it because as people are coming to visit Frodo one by one, as you said, <laughs> and he's like, oh, Merry, Pippin, Gimli, Aragorn. And that pause is when Legolas walked in. Yeah. And he doesn't say Legolas's name. And it made me think, <laughs> like, did he ever have a scene with Legolas? I don't know. Ever? Did any of the hobbits ever have a scene with just Legolas? With just Legolas? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. It's a he weird separation. He was too separation. busy doing tricks surfing off of 
staircases and elephant trunks. Elephant trunks, trunks? yeah, I get that. But Legolas is a strange character because he is made to be like the character who can kick all the asses. Yes. But he's also like separated. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. So I don't know if that was a a choice from the director or just didn't work. I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, my friends. Oh, that guy. I was like, oh, the the, the blonde one. Okay. And then Gandalf, he's like, oh my God, you're alive. Because he didn't know this whole damn time. I had no idea. No clue. And then, of course, Sam. He's like, I just saw you a few minutes ago, but like. <laughs> but it wasn't like a few minutes ago, I don't think. Right. I don't know. But like, I don't know how consciousness works. But right. The end. The end. But not the end. Because then Aragorn is crowned king of the West, and he plants a big wet one on Arwen. Presumably, there's an Aerosmith song playing. Somewhere. Presumably, but this is also fucked up. <laughs> Because, he, again, he gives a speech yep. to this large crowd, but he's doing just talky voice. Right. Just, just like, oh, that's beautiful. This is my speech. What a speech. There are people thousands of kilometers away. But then I say kilometers because that Middle Earth. Middle Earth. Does not use the imperial of, system. Of course. But as he's walking through the crowd in I don't know what fashion, I don't know what direction he's going I don't in, know where he's headed. <laughs> like, he comes across Elrond, and then for some reason, behind this veil of like a, a flag that someone's holding, is Arwen, like, hiding there? Yeah. Like, Why did you fucking hide her? Surprise, she's here. She's not fridged anymore. And then Viggo Mortensen, it must be in his contract that he only open mouth kisses. I was going to say, he led with tongue. Yeah, he did. Like, it wasn't, <laughs> there's nothing subtle about it. He was nothing just like. at all. Liv Tyler, look out, here comes my tongue. Like, Steven Tyler's probably sitting there, like, jealous. <laughs> Steven Tyler's like, I can't even open my mouth that wide. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> But then he, like, wanders his way over to the hobbits also. Yeah, and everybody's yeah. kneeling for him, and then the, oh, hobbit, the hobbits the hobbits kneel, and he's like, like, bow. No, no, no. You you bow for no one. Or you kneel for no one. And then he kneels oh, God. to the hobbits. Right in the fields. And then everybody does. And you got these four tiny people standing there while the all of everyone is, is bowing before them. And it's, it's this moment that, you know, the end. It's beautiful. Tell me it's beautiful. I need you to tell it, me it's it beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. That it got you in the feels. Tell me it got you a little there, in the There feels. was a moment where I was like, they're trying to tug at my heartstrings right now. Did it succeed? Did, these, these did they get guys, you? These four guys are standing there, and uh, they, they did a thing, and everybody appreciates them. They did do a thing, and everyone does appreciate them. We'll get there. Yeah. Let's talk about the courtyard at Minas Tirith, though, very quickly, because it <laughs> okay. is packed with people. Yes. Yeah, so and there are <gasps> open sides oh, to it. Oh, you're right. And I was like shaking. Watching, yeah. I've like I'm so uncomfortable watching every time. I'm like, who's gonna fall? Yeah, this is dangerous. Right? I watched a flaming man just run off the just edge run of this off thing. The edge. And there's so many open edges to this, and there's so many people up there. Don't pack it that much. No, come on. Did you imagine being at the back of that crowd? No, like, I can't. Oh, we're all kneeling down now. I'm fucked. Horrible. Penquin in the back is just like, fuck me. Shouldn't have gotten here last or first. <laughs> I don't know how this works. I don't know where the stairs are. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's a good question. And that tree never got lit on fire. It did not. They stopped it from getting lit on fire, but then it like insta blooms also. Yeah, it's like oh, instead of fire, flowers. Sure, it's that's the opposite yeah. in science. I wonder what happened to that crystal ball though. <laughs> it's probably still in there, just like chilling out. Man, if we still did post credit scenes, that would be hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. It would be Pippin smoking out smoking of smoking out of it. <laughs> The end, right? The end. The hobbits return to the Shire. <laughs> That's three endings, right? So yeah, far. Four, I think. I think this is the fourth one so far. They return to the Shire. 
They go to a bar. Sam sees Rosie Cotton, played by Sarah Sarah McLeod. And uh, he's like, yep, that's Rosie, the one that I told you about in the lava when I was like totally in love with a woman. And he's like, go talk to her. Fine, I will. He, he goes, doesn't even know. No, nobody, nobody tells he him to. He just gets up goes and goes. He's like, it. it's like, I'm Samwise fucking Gamgee. I'm doing this. But also, no one gives a shit about these characters coming back to the shine. No. No one No, everyone's like, oh, these fuckers are back. Well, like, I don't know where they've been. They clearly did not have a threat to them at all that they're aware of. They don't understand right. Right. what was at stake here. And they just like show up and they're just silently drinking like they know what they've been through. Right. And Samwise gets up and now to the three of them, it's really funny. Yes. Like, <laughs> Sam likes a girl. I get it. See Rosie? I did see In Rosie. In terms of hobbits. She's a, she's a hot bit. <laughs> I was just going to say smoke show, but a hot bit is fine. Yes. Yeah. Crushed it. <laughs> Frodo finish, finishes writing his entry into the, the Red Book of Westmarch, the end. Well, he calls it the Lord of the Rings. He does. He's the Lord of the Rings by, by Frodo Baggins. Sam gets married. And Sam gets married, the end. Do you think that Hobbit girls have furry feet? Yeah. Okay. 100%. It worried me. Like I, I Their wine sure. must have a lot of like hair in it. Because of the stomping? Because of the stomping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hobbit wine. It's hairy. That's what they say. <laughs> the end? The end. The we end. did it again. The Hobbits take Bilbo, played yeah, by he's Ian back. Holm. <laughs> they, they brought him back. They aged him up even more. They take him to sail to, to Valinor on one last adventure. As Gandalf says goodbye to Sam and Merry and Pippin, it's revealed that Frodo will be joining Gandalf, Bilbo, Elrond, and Galadriel to the Undying Lands. And I love this because like, you have this weird carriage ride that takes... Time. I don't know how much time. It's not important. And Bill's like, I would love to see my ring one more time. Do you have it? Frodo's like, no, nah, I lost it. Also, you're like harboring a terrorist device for like 111 years and you had no idea or right. whatever it was. <laughs> I sure would like to see my ring. No, fuck off, old man. <laughs> you have no idea who we went through. Absolutely not. Fuck you. And he must have an idea of what they went through. Yeah. He was living in like Rivendell. Yeah. And with Elrond. I'm sure Elrond's like, and he made so the you scary know you face. fucked up, huh? <laughs> Ah, uh, Mr. Baggins. <laughs> Before embarking at the Havens, Frodo passes the Red Book to Sam to record the years of his life to come. The end. The end again? Sam walks back up the lane to Bag End, where he's greeted by his wife, Rosie, and his children, surrounded. Was that Bag End or was it just a hole? Another hole. Another it was, hobbit hole. I thought it was Bag End, but it could just be any hole. I think hole. it was just a hobbit hole. All right. So he's going into his hobbit hole with his, his wife, his children, surrounded by his family, and the rest of his life ahead of him. And Sam sighs and says, well, I'm back. How long has he gone for again? Like, I don't understand time in this movie. No idea. Well, but at least the end of this movie, one of the ends. Yeah, he goes inside, he shuts the door to his hobbit hole, and the actual end. It says the end on the screen, and I got to tell you, I teared up hard I at seeing the end. I was questioning whether it was real or not. Imagine if it wasn't, like a true post credit came after that. <laughs> it's like, that's how it could have happened. <laughs> but that is exactly how it happened, and that is The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King from 2003, directed by Peter fucking Jackson. Brian, yeah. this movie's a masterpiece. It's it's a good movie. Whoa. Hold the fucking horses. Say that again? Mm, I don't know if I will. But- One's enough. I said it. I said it once. You, you know? En you enjoyed it. 
if it was half as long as it was, I could honestly say that it was an enjoyable movie. Okay. So you're at the level of, I respect this movie, but. Yes, but. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's still, it's still not for me, but I respect it immensely. It is well written, well shot. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. It tells the, the story that it tells finally. And yeah, you know, it's hugely impactful on all of pop culture. So it really is. And this is, again, one of those special movies to me that I don't watch a lot because you want to keep it like in your back pocket. Yeah. And you how put often, it on a bit of a pedestal. How often do you have a whole week to watch one movie? You don't. And this one <laughs> took me a few sittings to get through again because, you know, I have things to do. I rarely will stop a movie halfway through, but this one I had to. I never stop a movie halfway through. If I have to pee, I'll pause it, go pee and come back because that's the benefit now of- Sure, yeah. Once the I start a movie, I watch the whole movie. That's my. I well, that's what you're never, supposed to do. Almost never stop a movie. If you didn't, it would be called a television show. Exactly. For a reason. Yeah. I had to watch this one in two sittings also. Yeah. Because it's just so damn long. It's so long. Rotten Tomatoes, 1 100. Oh, I'm sure it's like a 90 something. It is like a 90 something. Why don't you hit me with what 90 something you think? 99. 93. Okay, good. Audience score is only 86, which is a little surprising. Okay, yeah, I would agree with that. Roger Ebert saw this movie. He gave it 3.5 out of four stars. Ooh. So even he said, something a little wrong here. <laughs> even Roger Ebert was like, it's work. He said, at last, the full arc is visible. Yeah, I feel that. And the Lord of the Rings trilogy comes into final focus. I admire it more as a whole than in its parts. Yes. The second film is inconclusive. Yes. And lost its way in the midst of spectacle. But Return of the King dispatches its characters to their destinies with a grand and eloquent confidence. This is the best of the three, mm-hmm. redeems their earlier meandering, and certifies the Ring trilogy as a work of bold ambition at a time of cinematic timidity. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. He goes on to say, The final battle is kind of magnificent. I found myself thinking of the visionary films of the silent era, like Lang, Metropolis, and Murnau, Faust with their desire to depict fantastic events of unimaginable size and power with their own cheerful reliance on visual trickery. Had they been able to see this scene, they would have been exhilarated. We see men and even an army of the dead join battle against orcs, flying dragons, and vast lumbering elephantine creatures that serve as moving platforms for machines of war. As a flaming battering ram challenges the gates of the city, we feel the size and weight and convincing shudder of impacts that exist only in the imagination. Enormous bestial trolls pull back the springs for catapults and hurl boulders against the walls and towers of Minas Tirith, which fall in cascades of rubble, only to see miraculously restored in time in the final <laughs> celebration. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really appreciate how he focuses on the scale and imagination. Yeah. This story should be unfilmable. Agreed. And it is masterfully done. Eventually. Eventually. It's a long story. It is a long story. There's no denying that. There's a lot of walking. Yeah. Got to get your steps in. But I do think that Peter Jackson is like the perfect shepherd for getting this thing to where it needed to be. Well, yeah. The man doesn't cut anything. No. And (laughs) it makes sense. It's perfect. It it lands so well with me. Our good friends on Letterboxd had quite a bit to say about this. I imagine they did. From January 31st, 2018. Okay. But the real reason Frodo fucks off to Valinor is because Sam married Rosie instead of him. (laughs) I love that. 
And it's probably true. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, I still have pain from when I got stung by the spider or from the ring or something. He got stung the, by the, the ring wraith in the, the first the flick, wraith. and he's like, I never really healed. It's like, yeah, I don't have to tell you, man. You man, can have a rough life. You really haven't talked about that for a movie and a half. Are you <laughs> sure that's what's bothering you? Are you sure it's not your heart that hurts? Are you sure it's not the ring that I gave a lady? <laughs> From September 22nd, 2021, using ghosts is cheating. <laughs> it sort of is. It kind of is. Like, you have this giant battle, and it's just, after all, so many people die, they just wipe them all out with ghosts. Deus ex ghostina. It really is. That's exactly what it is. From January 9th, 2021, all those Oscars and yet the Academy still profoundly embarrassed themselves by not even nominating Viggo Mortensen and Sean Astin. If the quotes for Frodo and my friends, you bow to no one, doesn't make you cry, you might want to check if you are even alive. I did not cry, but I did feel it. You felt it, though. That's important. For something you don't care about, you felt. I was like, okay, this guy, it's a line. He's got a line. He did have a line. Viggo Mortensen, I get not getting the nomination. Sean Astin, I do not understand. No, Sean Astin should absolutely have one Best Supporting Actor for sure. For at least, at least the nomination, one of the movies. He was phenomenal in this movie. Yeah. And the last one that I have is from June fifteenth, twenty twenty two. Avengers Endgame ain't got shit on this. Respectfully disagree. <laughs> and we'll get there now. Shortly. <laughs> it's funny because a week ago I would not have even said respectfully, but respectfully disagree. Look at you. You're a changed man. Yeah. I, I grew as a person. They say the purpose of education is to turn an empty mind into an open mind. What'd you say about my mind? It's opened. What was it before? Not. Mm. Empty. <laughs> I said it was empty. There it is. But it was empty. You had no idea how this movie ended. You were wrong. We That's established true. that. Already. I was wrong. Honestly, might have been a more impactful ending. <laughs> it might have been. So, good job, J.R.R. Tolkien and Peter <laughs> Jackson. You knocked it out of the park. I could have done better. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you Kill be- the Hobbit. You could have. You want to give this thing a super stuff score? Yeah, let's do it. Story motivation. I'm going to start with a two. I'm going to bring it into one five. That's fine. <laughs> this is such a perfect ending, such a huge story with so many characters and so many arcs yes. established. Yeah. It is so well done and so well told. And it's good that when it finally got released on DVD in an extended version that they wrapped up every character's arc. They really did, though. Every <laughs> single one. Hero. Who? You know, <laughs> for a long time, I thought Frodo. And this movie, I would start to argue Aragorn, but I think the real hero is Sam. Sam? I think you're right. I think this is Sam's story. It starts with Sam. It ends with Sam. I am very willing to agree with you, which is probably not right. And there's no. probably people freaking the We're fuck out. absolutely wrong about this, but. This time especially, I said, it's Sam. Yeah. One. One. Samwise Gamgee is a special character. Without Sam, they don't get to this movie. No, they don't. A few times over either. Yeah. One for Sam. <laughs> Villains. Sauron's really evil. He's a creepy looking eye and he's got a big old army. He has a big army. And that big old army does work. And, and he can see stuff through things. He can see stuff through things. It's and, really important. And he can read minds, but not find the answer to the question he really needs the answer to. You're not impressed. I'm not impressed by <laughs> okay. Sauron at all. <laughs> what do you got? I don't know. Because I know any number I say is going to be too low. 
but like a point five. I'm okay with that. All right, and I think I will agree with you. It's good to hear. These movies are very henchy. Oh uh, yeah, I mean goth mogs. That's right. Get out of here. <laughs> in the in the theatrical version, you don't even see what happens to that guy. No, you don't. But we watched the extended. Thank God. Build them up the whole movie, and they're like, "Hey, whatever happened to that?" Henchman guy. <laughs> Point five for villains. Let's talk about parents and or teamwork. It's teamwork. Teamwork, of course. There Let's has see. to be a shitload of teamwork for this to work. Gandalf gives up. Uh, Aragorn does not. Aragorn doubles down. Aragorn, Aragorn holds everybody together, really. And then he fucks off and gets some ghosts. <laughs> but then he brings the ghosts. But then he brings the ghosts back. That's true. Uh, let's see. Frodo puts on the ring. And kills gets a bunch of people killed by not throwing the ring in the. Yep. In the, uh, it's tough so because you know yes teamwork and we've seen every almost every iteration except for any hobbits with Legolas. But so I want to go one, and you probably want to go point five. Yeah, let's go point seven five. Point seven five. It's a solid compromise. Female characters. Now I want to go to Roger Ebert for this one. Uh, okay. Because in his review, he almost went out of his way to say. The series has never known what to do with its female characters. <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien was not much interested in them, certainly not at a psychological level. Yes. All fair. of that, true. But Miranda Otto, as Eowyn, is so damn good in this movie. Eowyn has one of the best scenes of the movie. It's a steen stealer, too. Yes. And it's in the midst of a giant battle. And she takes out, you know, King Henchman. I think for her alone, I want to go point seven five. I would say a one, but Arwen doesn't need to be in this movie at all. No, she she doesn't do a whole lot of anything, and they're the only two female characters. They never talk to each other. No, they don't, but Eowyn's that good. But Eowyn is she's probably point five good. I'll take a point five For her one scene. That's fine. There's a couple scenes. There's a couple scenes, but like there's one big one. Then she one. Like, saw Faramir, and she's like, you got she's... a penis, huh? <laughs> That's good enough. She's like, hey, you're like Diet Sean Bean. You're kind of my type, I guess. <laughs> fine. Whatever works, I guess. Hey, you have long hair and could command an army, allegedly, even though you lost you a lost lot. You lost two battles, battles already since I've been here. Guess you'll do. <laughs> Point five for female characters. Setting. It's unbelievable the way they do this. It really is. And and Minas Tirith is impressive for what it is. I mean, it's models in CGI and looks amazing. And the way that you know where it is on a map. Because they keep showing you the map of Middle-earth so you understand where you are for the most part. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. The map's always lost on me. And that's fine. Minas Tirith looks incredible. It does. And I think we need to really look at the big battle scenes in this in order to appreciate it. Yeah. I want to go two. I think this one commands an enormous score. I think you're right. I think it's a two for setting. Which brings us to style and tone. Now, where do you want to begin in terms of Oscars? Because this won 11. <laughs> 11? What is that? Some kind of record? So in terms of style and tone, we're looking at best art direction in terms of set decoration, best costume design, best makeup, and best visual effects. We're probably looking at it, too. I mean, the Academy sure thinks so. And the Academy we should listen to because they have the balls to award a man with best actor who literally just slapped the shit out of another man on live television. <laughs> if, if we learn anything, the Academy, infallible. It's enormous. Yeah. This is an iconic yeah. movie. Yeah, it is. What about the style and tone? 
I just gave you Oscars that are all based on style <laughs> and tone. And if you really want, Which it won Best Director for Peter Jackson. and it Best Adapted Screenplay. Won yes. Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Film Editing. Best Film Editing? What did they edit? I'm not sure, <laughs> but they did it. Whatever they did, they did it the best. All right. Why don't we give this a two for style and tone? I feel like you're about to hurt me somewhere because you just went in way too easily. I don't have okay. any desire to hurt you right now. Just trying to move it on. Call it how you see it. <laughs> All right. I don't know how I could possibly win an argument against 11 Oscars. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Music. Howard fucking Shore. Howard Shore is a man who is Sorry, done... hold on, hold on. Oscar winner for this movie. Oscar... Right, 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 right. How... I almost called him Oscar fucking Shore. Oscar Shore. Might as well have been for the... It's Howard fucking Shore. It's Howard Shore. It's extremely good. It's uh, it's music. It's there. It sounds pretty. It's appropriate for the scenes. Don't you fucking tell me you can't hum a single bit of it. None of it. Literally none of I it. I will hum you four straight hours right now. I would pref- go. Right now? Go. You're making that up. No. <laughs> I'm not. All right. No, that's, that's our criteria, right? One. One. Point five. One. Oh, you son of a bitch. I knew you were going to hurt me somewhere. <laughs> Was it my hesitation? Yep. Damn it. Yep. If you'd spit it all out at once, we might have might have got it, but I'd already typed the one. I need to publicly apologize <laughs> to the entire Shore family. I have failed you. <laughs> the fucking Shore family. Apologies twice over. <laughs> I've doubly failed you. Let's talk about one-liners. This movie's loaded. It's got a few. It's got a few. For Frodo. Yep. You bow to no one. Very good one. It's sticky. What is it? It's <laughs> sticky. What is it? You cannot leave out. It's sticky. What is it? There are so many quotes. Most of in what this Gimli movie. says. One. It's an easy, 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 easy one. So here's the thing. You you just recited a lot of good one-liners. Yeah. However, this movie's four and a half hours long. If you're talking one-liners per minute, it's actually not that loaded. It's loaded. We've given high scores for bigger bullshit. All right, one. <laughs> That was easy. Can't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> Let's talk about impact on the genre. Of course, the genre being comic book movies. 11 Oscars is very important. Again, that, that is very important. I agree with that. I think the thing that stands out most to me about the Lord of the Rings trilogy is the budget. Interesting. And I say that because this movie costs $94 million to make, which is not a small amount of money. No, not at all. But now... With just about every Marvel movie we hit, it breaks the $100 million mark. Right. Just about every single one of them. Yeah. This entire trilogy, a culturally important trilogy, only cost $281 million to make. Wow. That's impressive. It is, especially because this movie billied hard. $1.1 billion it was... on a $94 million <laughs> budget. That's huge. It was only the second movie to ever break the $1 billion mark. And the worldwide box office revenue. The first, of course, Titanic. Titanic. I told you we'd get there. Of course. I think that right there, in terms of just budget, is a one alone. Is it, It's big in that it was effectively using its budget to make money. I don't know how that affects the comic book genre. Because it kind of teed up the rest of the movies of spend money to make money. And then they did. So every comic book movie after this put money into it. There's no cheap comic book movies anymore. Uh, that's well, I'd point you to a couple fantastic fours that came out after this, but what are those budgets? I don't know. I honestly don't know. They're probably also very high. 
something like Daredevil. But those also didn't have good properties leading into them. <laughs> That's true. I think that the impact on the genre of comic book movies, and this is, we again, this is the barely, least comic book movie we've talked about. It is. <laughs> or trilogy. I anyway. still want to go like 1.5. I think it's enormous, but it also is the least that we've talked about. It's interesting that you go right to budget because I would go to runtime. Okay. Because I don't think Endgame ever sees over two hours without these movies. Because you have to take the time to tell a story? Because they establish that, hey, you can you can put out a three-hour movie and be financially successful. That's extremely important. So we're at a 1.75 right now. I think now. we're at a 1.5, like you okay. said. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to squeeze it out. Yeah. Not to mention that uh, the trilogy as a whole, 30 Academy Award nominations putting it above the Godfather trilogy and the Star Wars film franchise. That's enormous. 29 nominations in 21. Do you think that this is the trilogy now? Because it used to be Star Wars I as think it's, the trilogy. I think it's still Star Wars. Okay. Personally, I feel like, yeah. That's what we grew up with, was Star Wars being the trilogy. Yeah, that's true. I think an argument could be made. I don't know if it's the right answer, yeah, but I, don't know. I think an argument could be made. I don't know. That, that's a tough one. I don't think we're in a position to be able to make that call. I think that's fair. It's up to you know the younger generation. Sure. You ask them, hey, what's the trilogy? And they're like, did Fred put out a movie this year? <laughs> well, what's a trilogy? Because there were four, uh, there were four movies in Hunger Games. <laughs> oh God! Oh, <laughs> uh, we're going to hell, everyone. Well, because of the younger generation, also the older one. The older one, uh, not great. Uh, the younger one, they have their redeeming qualities. Fair enough. So that's a 1-5 for impact on the genre, which gives us a total score for The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King of I Can't Believe I'm About to Say This Number, 11.75. Hell yes. It's a big boy. It is one of the biggest boys that we've ever done on the main channel. That's true. In terms of Patreon. That's a Patreon score. It would be a fine movie. That's that's true. That's a- Totally fine. That's a middle of the road Patreon score. Right, but there's also- Different criteria for that's true. Patreon we didn't ha- we didn't do director over here exactly, and which it would have been huge. It would have been enormous. It would have been it would have been something. It would have been Mr. Brevity. Exactly. Um, I love this movie. It really is one of my favorite films of all time. I'm glad that I have finally seen the entire franchise and know the full story and can appreciate what it has done for culture and movies. There's like a little bit of closure in your life now, right? A little bit. In that I never have to watch a Lord of the Rings movie again. There you go. That's good enough, though. That said, I will probably watch the Amazon show because I feel like it's a property that is way more appropriate for a TV show than it is a movie. That's very fair. Very, very fair. And on that note, Brian, let me ask you, what are we talking about next week? Next week, since we just talked about one really, really long story, we're going to talk about several short stories. This is so exciting. This is uh, a movie we've referenced a lot on this podcast, weirdly enough. And I think they might actually take the cake as the new least comic book-centric movie. <laughs> it might. But here we are. Uh, we're going to be talking about Twilight Zone the movie. We've talked about parts of it before. Yes. And I cannot wait to talk about this movie as a whole. The entirety, yeah. Next week, The Twilight Zone the movie. Until then, thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Join us on Patreon this month for Hot Tub Time Machine. It's uh, not a bit. We're doing Hot Tub Time That's Machine. Right. <laughs> that would have been a very good bit. It's like you just leave it open-ended. No one will ever know. Oh, what movie are they doing? I don't know. They won't tell us. They just keep saying Hot Tub Time Machine.
You can email your questions and comments to katepodcasters at gmail.com or follow us on social media at katepodcasters, especially on Facebook where we always put up a post on a recording day asking for your questions and comments. And we got a couple here. All right. The Ginger Skull, Dave Novak, asks, so, did they? <laughs> and I don't know what he means by that, but it's so open-ended that your mind could wander. You absolutely can. Um, I'm going to say no, they I'm, didn't. And I'm going to say probably. You know what, though? Depends on what the question is asking. Yeah, they did. But they also didn't. But they also might not have. They totally did, but they'll never admit it. I think that's very, very fair. That's probably the easiest out for that. Yeah. Phil Hudson Hawkins has got a question for us, and he asks, why does Samwise, the largest hobbit, not simply eat the other three? <laughs> and Phil, this is why I love you. That's fantastic. I don't think that needs an answer. No, I- I think that you are a brilliant man and human being, and we love you dearly, <laughs> Phil. So Phil, thank you. Ginger Skull Dave, you exist. Etc. Everybody else, thank you for listening. Brian, do you have anything else? That's it. Fantastic. We're going to see you next week for Twilight Zone the movie. Same pod time. Same pod potato. <laughs> <laughs>